0: This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church
1: passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing His love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk.
2: Uh, this week, I, I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Take a little break from our series in Daniel uh, that Hannah will be concluding next week um, and spend some time reflecting on Community Sunday uh, that has just passed. Um, you know, and allow some space to, for you to share your stories. So, if you do have a story from last week, uh, a, a word of encouragement, or just an experience, or maybe just sharing how you felt before and afterwards, then please have that in the back of your mind. There'll be a little bit in five or so minutes just for for you to come up and share with us and encourage us all. You know, it doesn't have to be super deep and super spiritual, but I think it's there's just real power in in our stories as we share them with each other and we share our experiences. So yeah, so as I said, last week, we hosted our second ever uh, Community Sunday, and it was really a great day. We've got our whooper in the front, so thanks, Katie. Yeah, woo! Uh, So if you aren't familiar with the concept of of Community Sunday, uh, back in August of last year, Uh, uh, we just really felt called uh, to act on the vision statement that's written on this banner at the front that we put up every week you know it's not just a banner that looks pretty and hides the pile of chairs behind it but you know we actually mean what is written on here so you know it says encountering Jesus serving our city taking God's presence as we go so we didn't put on our usual Sunday service as you uh, here. So if you did turn up and there was no church here, apologies, uh, but we were out and about. Uh, we hope uh, we hope that you uh, you. I'm hoping that there wasn't anyone that turned up, but uh, but yeah, it, it was really it was a really great time. We had three uh, gatherings across the city uh, doing different uh, events, and yeah, uh, we encourage you all to sign up. So the idea for Community Sunday was birthed out of our sermon series that we did last year, looking. At the Book of James, uh, which you can find on our podcast, um, if you want to go back and listen to them again, uh, for the f- you know listen to them again or for the first time, you know, I'd really encourage you uh, to do that. Um, and you can find that wherever you think you can find podcasts; it will be there, I promise you. Or just Google Sterling Vineyard Sundays, and it will be the first link that comes up. So the series in James looked at the idea that we want to be doers of God's word and that our faith should be one that's not that is active and not passive now I don't know uh, about uh, about you what experience you've had with doing this kind of stuff before maybe you're a seasoned street evangelist uh, or maybe you have never shared your faith uh, with anyone before when I was part of uh, Glasgow Vineyard, we used to do uh, several regular servant evangelism activities, and for whatever reason, I'd invariably find myself taking part. Now, I, I honestly have no idea why this was, uh, I, because I've always thought of myself as a massive introvert. Now... Um, if you spend any length of time with me, uh, you'll probably, you, you might agree with that, you might not, as I, I think I come out of my shell as I get to know you, and, and then I start to, uh, yes, but, but I, I, I tend to see myself as a, as a bit of an introvert. So, as I mentioned, our vision in Sturton Vineyard is, is that we are a church that is actively serving our city, and it's taken me some time to truly understand the kingdom impact of the local church. So it's easy to participate in church on a Sunday, but have you ever wondered why we're here? Like, what's the point of all this? So I want to speak some hard truth here, and it might be a bit shocking to you. It might not be, but it it might challenge your way of thinking about church. You know, the hard truth is that we're not here to serve ourselves or each other, in fact. You know, God doesn't want us to be orphans. You know, he puts us in a family and his family is called the church. But the church isn't an event that we put on every Sunday. It's not a building, as you can see. We meet in a school and it's not something that you go to. It's a relationship gathered in one place for the purposes of worship, fellowship and instruction and called to a greater vision and commission as outlined in Jesus in Matthew 28 In Matthew 28, a very famous set of verses, 18 to 20, uh, the Great Commission, and it says this, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them these new disciplines to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus told his disciples to go into the whole, uh, whole world telling everyone that he had paid the penalty for their sin and, he, and those who believe in him can be forgiven and live eternally with God. The driving power that carries missionaries around the world and sets Christ's church in motion is the faith that comes as a result of believing in this good news. But do you ever feel as though you don't have the skill or determination to be a witness for Christ? Yeah, me too. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but, we can, but God can give us opportunities and, and inner strength uh, to tell his message, even when we try our best to avoid it. So this is the point in the service that I just want to press pause and invite, invite anyone uh, who has a, something that they'd like to share to come up. You know, Like I said before, I believe that our stories have the power to inspire us all, and the shared, shared experiences help to encourage the whole church. So who has a story they would like to share? Pete flinched, but I think that was just changing his. Have
0: you got? Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Um, so I was out in the city centre, sort of giving out the little. What are they called? I can't remember. Bags of ble- little blessing bags. Um, I really don't like talking to new people. Uh, I find it really scary. I also have quite a big fear of rejection. So the thought of going into the Stirling city centre, going up to someone, say, "Hi, would you like a little blessing?" and then just saying no and walking off is absolutely terrifying for me. Um, but when we arrived on Sunday morning, we just prayed as a team and we just decided to walk off in different directions And I was very very nervous to go up and talk to new people And then the first person I went up and talked to I was like, hi, would you like a little bag of blessings? He's like, no, I'm okay. And I was about to walk away. He's like, but what, but what is it? What are you guys doing? What is, what is it you're doing? And I just got, it was a great 15-minute conversation with this guy. He didn't have the biscuit or the tea, but I had a great, just a really good conversation with him. He took a photo of the little message that was in front of this little bag of blessing. And that was just a really great encouragement for me. And then after that, I didn't actually have that fear of rejection. I got rejected quite a few times. Um, But, you know, like, it didn't. (laughs) Um, Abby said, not this girl, though, um, for those that didn't hear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so basically, for the rest of the time, like, even if someone says, ugh, no, you're all right, thanks, it didn't discourage me, because I knew, like, I had one good conversation that day with someone. um, Just this one random person who I may never see again. And I just left really, really encouraged from that, and I feel like everyone who took part in the giving out of the blessings just felt that same encouragement as well.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, it's just, it's not about it's not about you know uh, preaching to thousands of people. It can just be about that one that one conversation. Anyone else have anything they'd like to share?
3: Hello.
1: Um, yeah, I was in the same group as Pete last week, um, heading out, giving out the, the little bags um, and started off giving out a few and again, um, quite a few rejections as well and you know, I was kind of there It's I was like, God, I really want to have even just one really good encounter um, and literally I prayed that prayer, came round the corner and ended up bumping into this girl um, that I kind of knew peripherally from a buggy group that I go to, so I didn't know her very well, um, but we ended up stopping and having a wee chat um, and she asked what was up to and told her about it and then... Um, she when I told her that I was from a church she said oh you go to church what what church do you go to um, and was really interested in asking questions and then um, she actually then said that she was quite new to Sterling didn't know many people and we could we maybe get together and go for a walk sometime so uh, we've ended up arranging to go for a walk tomorrow we're meeting up um, and I'm just really excited because she seemed really interested in church and it was just after I prayed that prayer God please just one good conversation and then that happened so yeah praise the Lord. <laughs>
2: amazing oh that's so encouraging great anyone else Nick 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 and then Johnny oh Johnny you can come up no no Johnny come up as well all right well don't I don't have none of you come on cool Johnny thanks
4: yeah so it's interesting I was at the we were doing the kind of the cleanup uh, around the school and in the park but it was actually interesting it wasn't in the park or anything really to do with the clean up, that was interesting because I thought, you know, there's, you know, it's quite a good one for families. They, they can bring the kids and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, you know, the kids, what's the big association with church at the moment? It's the donuts and the pastries and things like that. So I thought I'll go to Lidl and get some donuts and stuff and pastries and things so that there's stuff there for the kids. So obviously I have all these bags of things and the guy behind me is like, oh, you know, you, you know, you got fo- folk ground for the football. And I was like, well, no, actually, it's for we're going round to the park, round the corner, we meet in the high school for church, um, and we're actually going to go, and we're just going to do a park cleanup today, and he was like, oh, like, why are you doing that, so it was really interesting that, you know, I I, I think I spoke to one person in the park that wasn't from the church about what we were doing, but the biggest conversation I had was in Lidl buying those pastries, which is just you know, I'm assuming someone else does it normally on a Sunday morning because it's not me. But, um, uh, yeah, this guy was really grateful um, uh, with his wife. And he like he brought his wife over and was explaining, like, these guys are going to go and clean up the park um, uh, just because they're a church in the area. So it was interesting that, you know, it was just that little bit that it had nothing actually ultimately to do with cleaning the park, but just this guy, you know, this conversation that I was able to have in Lidl.
2: Oh, that's so good. That's so good, and I love this. I can't remember who it is, but there's, there's a there's a preacher who says like, every time he's standing in in the queue at the checkout, he's always praying. You know, like God, give me a word for the person in front of me, or give me a word for the person behind me. And that's that's amazing. Just like striking up those conversations, just in the in those moments when you you have literally nowhere else to be. That's so cool, Nick.
5: Great. So I wasn't going to do. I went on the the town centre, um, giving out the little bags, the blessings. I wasn't going to, um, but last week at house group, we I was just doing an announcement. Quick recap. Here's the activities. It'd be great if everybody signed up for something. And someone in our house group. I don't think she's here. Um, said oh i'd quite like to do the town center thing but oh i don't really it's not really my thing and ooh, you know and she sounded a bit sort of nervous about it and i just found myself saying just some simple words just saying well you know when we do things in god's name he equips us he gives us the words to say you know, and and I, I found myself saying this, and then the words just kept coming out of my mouth, and I, and I ended up saying, and if you do it, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and I sort of felt just, I sort of almost encouraged myself just, just by acknowledging, you know, my own personal experiences of doing things that I have felt very nervous about in the past, and then going through that process of feeling incredibly encouraged and equipped um, by God. And I have to say, well, I'll, I'll say it was Chrissy from our house group, and she was incredible. She actually said at the end, oh, I could have given out a hundred bags. I had some incredible conversations. So she, she felt amazingly equipped and encouraged. Just one other thing I want to say is um, I'm the sort of person that people, I, I don't know if this is right, but I, quite often people say, oh, you're a good speaker, and you were so confident, and I'm not genuinely not a particularly confident person. Um, and I before before the whole going going cycling uptown to do this I was thinking gosh what's this actually going to be like and you know what what will I actually say to people and so we met up we prayed together and we all tried to and and I'm sure we were all a little bit nervous because you don't know what reaction you'll get and I have to say probably the first nine people I spoke to said, ah, you're all right, mate, you're all right. Oh, it's religious. No, 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 you're all right. So I found myself wandering up King Street thinking, oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm a failure. You know, just having that. So I then just, I just said a little prayer. I just said a little prayer and I kind of brought God a bit into it. And then it just went from there. And about literally 10 minutes later, having put sort of eight or nine bags in each pocket of my jacket, I went into my pocket and went, oh, it's empty. (laughs) And I had some really, really genuinely great conversations, but it was God. It wasn't me.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, when when you partner with God, you know, he just shows up. And uh, we've seen throughout all those stories. Have you got Abby? Abby's got something she wants to share too.
3: So this is from Chrissy, she can't be here today, she's not feeling very well, so I'll try and do it justice what she says. if I get emotional, she's on fire, so just going to say this, not literally, that's not why she's not here. <laughs> so she said, I'm so sorry I can't be with you today. Basically, I was fully intending to do the prayer walk for Community Sunday and had already signed up to the prayer walk, despite feeling the prompting to try and give the gift bags out option. But I was so scared. I was scared to let the side down, or that people I stopped would think it was an attempt to get them into church or something. Some chats with home group and the group on the day laid my most of my fears. I was going to do it afraid and ask God to meet me out of out with my comfort zone. He did, and I was so wrong to be afraid. Yes, it felt a little awkward initially, but once I started, I was in my absolute element. Everyone I came across was nice, whether they wanted the WeGift or not. I started by going into a coffee shop where the server liked his wee gift. Then I met a carer who I gave a pack to as well as her 11 clients. She said one of the clients went to church so she would especially like it. It would be a talking point too for the 11 clients who all lived in the same building. The next person I met was an older lady waiting for her son. She said she'd put her feet up and have a Kit Kat later that afternoon. That life was hard at the moment. But her son went to church, so he'd appreciate a church blessing her, she said. Most significantly, I felt, though, was my last chat of the day. I saw a weary-looking dad with a wee boy hand in hand. Turns out the wee boy was four and had not long had a stroke. He told me their story, not an easy one with parental mental health having suffered too. The man then recalled his uncle who turned to Jesus. He was a rogue and alcoholic, the man's words. But once he met Jesus, he had 15 years of clean, good living. He made me laugh, telling me how the uncle was renowned for stealing a horse once and taking it home. We chatted a little about how Jesus is still at work today, and I told him a wee bit about church. He also left with enough Kit Kats for his wife and other kids. He also told me of his involvement in a local charity called Kick Mental Health, a footy project to get guys talking about mental health in an approachable way. You never know, maybe the church could bless them in some way with new footballs or something. So all in all, let the message to you be, please follow God's prompting when choosing how to serve him, even if it's not entirely comfortable in the flesh. He will meet you as you step out of the boat. Just keep your eye on the Lord, and who knows what a little seed may do.
2: That is just fantastic and so wonderful to hear you know yeah i I, I can't there's nothing more i need to add to that i think it's so good so as i was saying earlier you know i'm i i'd invariably get involved in in these kind of activities at at uh, at the glasgow vineyard uh, where where i was before Uh, despite thinking of myself as a bit of an introvert you know we've we've done things like giveaways outside Hillhead Subway Station, dispensing hot chocolate from a Ghostbusters-style backpack after the student union closed, um, and even set up prayer station on Buchanan Street on Saturday afternoons and offered to pray for healing for those passing by. Now, you think that these things involve massive faith and an effervescent personality, but if you've met me, you would know that that's not true. Uh, let Student Alley be a testament to that. You know, you do not need to have... Uh, the scintillating chat uh, that I do not possess. So each time in the run-up to these things, I'd be thinking, oh man, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not bold enough. I can't do this. And each time afterwards, I'd come away thinking, there really must be a God because there is no way I could have done that on my own. All you have to do is have a willingness to serve and God will take care of the rest. If you need faith, he'll give you faith. If you need courage, he'll give you courage. And if you need a little boost of personality, he'll give you that too. Just going back to the Great Commission and the call uh, to be baptized, uh, we've been really encouraged uh, over the last few weeks and months uh, to have a few people approach us and uh, ask about baptism. So um, I would just like to extend an open invitation. If you are here and you are thinking about being baptized, if you've never been baptized before, or maybe you've never thought about it, and even me just saying that, it makes you think, oh, actually, that could be me. Uh, we, would love, uh, we would love just to baptize as many people as, as we'd like. Uh, we're going to be hosting a baptism service here in the school. We've got a pool which is available, which is fantastic. Uh, sometime probably third week in April. So if you, if you would like to be baptized, if you'd like to speak to, to me or Hannah uh, about, about what would be involved and, and that, then please do come and speak to us. Uh, we would love to make it a big family affair. So, side note, when I was thinking about um, what's the point, you know, what is the point in, in what we do, I'm reminded of the verses in Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38. Right at the end of the chapter, in the middle of Matthew, you know, you, you, could, you could almost miss uh, this, this snippet, um, but it's just packed full of goodness. You know, it, it's, a, it's a pivotal point where the focus shifts uh, from Jesus' ministry uh, to, to ours and his disciples'. You know, it's humbling and challenging and exciting. So Matthew nine thirty five to 38, it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into his fields. Remember, at this point, Jesus had already wrestled and defeated Satan in the desert. He began his public ministry by calling his first disciples and giving uh, the Sermon on the Mount. You know, following that, uh, there's you know, action-packed m- miracles, you know, healing after healing. So we get to this point in his travels where if it were me, I think I'd be pre- feeling pretty tired, you know, just, you know, all healed out, a bit overwhelmed by just people constantly coming to me and, and uh, uh, with, you know, with their needs. But Jesus reaction, Jesus' reaction is so different. I'm so glad it is so different to that uh, of maybe mine. You know, it says in verse 36, he had compassion on them. I think it's easy to gloss over this part. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus loves people, whatever. We know, we've heard it all before. But the Greek verb translated as "had compassion" indicated that Jesus was moved to his innermost being. Such was his deep ache for these people. You know, it was it was this gut-wrenching pain that he felt. He was overcome with compassion for his people, in a way that echoed the deep inner mercy of God uh, that's often described in the Old Testament. You know, it's what such an inspiring model that Jesus gives to us to see his people as he sees them. You know, to feel this deep gut-wrenching compassion as he feels in verse 37 uh, the chapter the focus shifts from Jesus's work to the people's uh, Jesus's work with people's needs being met to our work with God's needs being met by his people he chooses to work through us to achieve his purposes with Jesus declaring the kingdom of heaven is at hand and calling his disciples and equipping them with power and authority to join him in his work you know, each one of us here today has a part to play to be bearers of God's good news. And for us in Sterling Vineyard, it's about serving our city. It's the role of the local church meeting the needs of our communities, getting involved with and alongside other organizations, and asking God, where does, where does he want us to be? You know, it's not, about, it's not about coaxing people through the doors of this church. It's not about, it's not about tricking people to come along, but it's about serving our city and meeting their needs. So my challenge to you today is to think and to pray over where uh, God is revealing, you know, where where it is that you might need to um to get involved. You know, I invite you to to come and join in um as a church as we pray for a fresh vision um yeah from God as we seek to love and bless people. You know, we've got an opportunity on the 16th um at Cass's house on Thursday the 16th, and we would just love to gather together as a community to do that together. You know, our next Community Sunday is at the end of this month on Sunday the 26th, when again we won't be in the building and we'll be out, um, we'll be out serving our city. And we'd love for each one of you to get involved. And we also just want to use that as an opportunity to signpost people to our, to our family uh, service where we'll be having lots of fun and, and gathering together to celebrate Easter. So yeah, that's all I have to say. It's been, it's been fantastic just to hear the stories uh, and, and, just, and just the point that just taking a step on that prompting, moving out of our comfort zones can have radical impact into people's lives. And all it takes is a step. So why don't we stand? Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.